I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Atlantic Division Preview Edition, starring Dave Schilling, Josh Boone, Lou Amundsen, Joey Devine, Michael Olawakandi, the Candyman, say that five times and it'll ruin your franchise, Randolph Morris, Sean Keen, Pop So, Marty Collins, Patreons, Chris Crittenden, thank you, Chris, Matthew Del Rio, thank you, Matthew, Moondog Riz, Moondog, musical guest, Buck Cherry, and now, the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with the season starting, so you know what that means. It's our season kickoff episodes, and we're doing the Atlantic Division first, but before we get to the divisions, I just gotta say... um. My co-host is here, my best friend. He recorded an album this week. Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sean, Don uh-huh. Pardo said Buck Cherry's name. Uh-huh. And I've got to say, uh, people were talking a lot about Woodstock 99 last month because uh-huh. of that, docu- that, insane, that documentary that had ringer brain disease that I don't want to get into, but... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, produced by, uh, the inventor of 40 for 40, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will play the drop in a Jose second. Jose Canseco. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I want to say is, uh, everybody gives Limp Biscuit shit for, uh, uh, being bad or whatever at Woodstock 99, but uh, I personally blame Buck Cherry. 
Because if I have to sit through any Buck Cherry song, I am also going to burn the place to the ground. Um, yeah, I've seen you do that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the first and last time they were invited to BFD. Um, all right, Sean, we got too big of an episode. Some some business up top, though. Uh, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com is the email. Call us on the, on the phone at the number in the description. We want to hear from you. And in fact, you know what, Sean? I'm not even... What? I'm going to say the number for once in my day. Oh, I life. like it. Call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. And you know what I want to hear about? I want to hear about what you thought about the final scene before the credits of The Many Saints of Newark. All right. Um... Exciting. <laughs> I'm uh, watch. I'm watching it soon. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm watching it soon. Well, I cannot wait for you to watch it because I have a lot to say. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/RoundRockPod. Um, now that the season's starting, we're gonna ramp up our Patreon. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff. Plus, Sean, we're debuting a new podcast on Patreon this year. Oh, I love it. Uh, have we decided the title? Um, wait, we did we discuss the title? Hold on, let me think about it. I believe it's called uh, A Room with the News. Yes, A Room with the News. Yeah, that's right. We're starting a newsroom podcast because uh-huh. why not? If Aaron Sorkin thought he could write, uh, <laughs> thought he could write about the news from the future, we will review his show written about the news, written from the future, from the future. And that mm-hmm. will be starting in about a week or two. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys, we never really have debuted a lot of hot takes we had about the Gabrielle Gifford shooting. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hear all of them. <laughs> it's um my favorite show of all time and also the worst show of all time. I've never had a better time watching a television <laughs> show than I did week to week being mad at the newsroom. Uh, uh, the other thing, the other thing that I am very excited about mm-hmm. is I have recently learned about the intense feud between Aaron Sorkin and Keith Olbermann, mm-hmm. and also uh, he, there's also a feud with actor Josh Charles. Great sport. Well, we'll talk all about that on our newsroom podcast. Um, but today we've got to talk about the Atlantic Division, Sean. Walk us through. Who is our first team from the Atlantic Division? Give us all the stats, baby. Who's uh, coming well, in? Who's going out? This is exciting. Well, first, I want to um, make a shout out to uh, one of the original ballers. You know, he wasn't just a player. This guy was a baller. I'm, of course, talking about Aristotle. Oh, yeah, and, of course. Uh, Why wouldn't you start a division preview uh, by talking about Aristotle? Yeah. <laughs> It's and the, so, it's the um, most obvious. As we thing. all know, the NBA has six divisions, just how mm-hmm. Aristotle had determined his six elements of drama. And of those six, I'm going to say the Atlantic is plot. Okay. There's always something going on, and there's always someone plotting. Mm-hmm. It's Ben Simmons is plotting. The Nets are recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Dolan is plotting against his enemies. The government um, is plotting to put 5G into your bloodstream, according mm-hmm. to Kyrie Irving. I, I heard that from somebody in the division. And, uh, you know, there's definitely a plot to um, make Ontario a state. And then we don't have to worry about all the 
you know, border stuff with the Raptors. Just Ontario's the 51st state. Boom. Mm-hmm. Great. Solved. Well, Sean, our first team is, of course, the Brooklyn Nets. Their record was for, last year was 48 and 24. They were second in the East. In the East, that comes out to in an 82 game season about 55 wins. Um, in the playoffs, they beat the shit out of the Boston Celtics, and they lost in round two to the Bucks because all their famous guys got hurt. Um, and they, Kevin Durant's shoes are too big. Yeah, and he's he does wear his shoes one size too big. If he did not do that, they probably would have won that game. Yeah. They were first in offense, 23rd in defense. Sean, who's leaving and who's saying hello? Um, we, we have a lot of turnover here. We're saying goodbye to DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. one of the core three of this yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nets team. <laughs> um, Spencer... Um, Bitcoin Dinwiddie. Ec- Bitcoin Dinwiddie. What, what is this like? Economic, oh, group economics Dinwiddie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jeff Green, the guy with the biggest heart in the NBA, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Shamit, a guy Tyler who sucks, Johnson, and everyone always talks <laughs> themselves into. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tyler Johnson, the toothless wonder. Mm-hmm. Mike James, who who fought with a Russian coach to get himself to the Brooklyn Nets for two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, New. Uh, they lost assistant coaches Ime Udoka and Mike D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. Where did Mike D go? I don't remember. He went nowhere. <laughs> Is he just retiring? Weird. No, he was kind of waiting for head coach opportunities. I think they paid him a lot last year. Mm-hmm. He is also 70 years old. Well, he's got to get oh, that Alibaba the... money. Um... He, is, he, is, uh, he is working for the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, good for him. Uh, he's yeah. probably going to be the head coach there uh, eventually, <laughs> I mean, based on how they treat their coaches. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Mike D'Antoni and Jaron Collins coming to work with Willie Green. Mm-hmm. Good for Willie Green, though. We, but we can't talk about them right now. All right, who are the, who are the Nets saying hello to, Sean? Well, how many of, of them guys. are a thousand years old? Uh, many, many. Uh, mm-hmm. They got Streetball Paul Millsap. Sick. They've got uh, uh, the, Australian uh, the NBA's greatest magician. That's true. He is the NBA's greatest magician. Um, there's Patty Mills, the Australian sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who Landry Shamit got traded for, Javon Carter. Yep. Uh, DeAndre, unnecessary apostrophe, Bembry. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Hold on just a second. Yeah, I'm no sorry. problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. The uh, I'm watching Snuggles Muffin the dog, who mm-hmm. is currently trying to tear apart a stuffed snuggles the fabric softener bear oh that's uh, nice but is also burying a ball somewhere where she can't reach it and then scratching a bar cart beforehand so i'm trying Very to make fun. that stop You're uh, good. but lamarcus aldridge is back alive mm-hmm. uh, good for lamarcus did what chris bosh could not uh they also added james johnson and two rookies dayron sharp and cam thomas mm-hmm. Those guys looked real good at Summer League, too, dishearteningly. Um, yeah, Camp Thomas is a good player for sure. I don't, I, I know Dayron Sharp from watching him on terrible college teams, but. Uh, well, Dayron Sharp was one of those guys, I believe he was on the famous, uh, the famous high school team that had Cade uh, uh, Cunningham and Moses Moody and another famous guy. Um, Dayron Sharp is very wide. He's a large man. Um, Sean, my first question for you. 
Yes. Is uh is there any reason at all why these guys shouldn't be the title favorites? Um, no, not I mean yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving, I guess. <laughs> but even then, they have James Harden and Kevin Durant. Yeah, and while it's weird because you look and it's like, oh, they actually lost some useful players. They didn't lose players that were like particularly useful to the Brooklyn Nets last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I mean, Dinwiddie didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Jordan barely played. It stinks, too. And then... Jeff Green know, was, like, their most useful player, but, like, Paul Millsap kind of does what he's going to do, right? Like, Right, and they have LaMarcus Aldridge. And in theory, you wouldn't need him as much as they did last year. Um, in theory, then, yes. <laughs> I mean, I still kind of believe in Landry Shamit, but at a certain point when no NBA team does for more than a year, mm-hmm. I have to question my own belief. In I've got to say, I do not believe in Landry Shamit. I think he stinks. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't feel them. I don't think they're going to have a lot of regret. Uh, Patty Mills seems like a great addition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's exactly what they need. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, just a totally... Uh, Totally competent backup point guard who uh, responds well to pressure and uh, just reigns right. open threes. Also, when... Patty Mills is much better than Landry Shamit, which is essentially he's... who he's replacing here, right? Right. And then Javon Carter is like a young athletic guard who could play defense. I think. I mean, you look at their you look at their stats last year, and while their defense was ranked 23rd, they didn't really play like that in the playoffs, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the classic Kevin Durant thing. Yeah, yeah. We watched him do that on the Golden State Warriors for three years. Um, I would only say that the only reason that maybe they're not the title favorites is uh, they're gonna, really going to rely a lot on LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, and Blake Griffin. <laughs> Um, yeah. which historically, yep. um, those guys are very old. <laughs> well, and they're historically historic, I guess I should say. Well, I would also say that LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are known for, uh, missing large chunks of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with, with horrible injuries. Now, now with LaMarcus Aldridge, I believe he has solved his blood clot issue. Sure. But yeah. But he's still old. I did say he did do what Chris Paul with what Chris Bosch could not, which is come back. But uh, Chris Bosch is going to do one thing Lamarcus Aldridge could not, which is make the Hall of Fame. Oh. All right, um. Lamarcus is going to make the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Uh, I think Lamarcus Aldridge is the oldest guy on the team, though, even on a really old team. Uh Sure. Actually, um, Millsap might be older than him. <laughs> okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, um, so, yeah, that, Sean, that is the reason. Over really under old. 56 and a half. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under here? I think I'm taking the over. Like, even with guys, like, not caring and even with guys missing games, I just, I just think that um, it's likely that Harden is not going to miss that much time, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like enough to beat. Like, I think that should be favored in most of their games. And it's it's just not that high a number, I don't think. I'm going to take the under and I'm going to tell you why. 
I think Kyrie Irving is not going to take the vaccine. <laughs> uh, and they might go 41-0 and on the road. But um... <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying not having one of their players be able to even set foot in the practice facility or the arena yeah. is going to be problematic. <laughs> and like well, if so- James Harden and Kevin Durant miss like 10 games a piece, like if they make, miss like even overlapping 10 games, right? I think this is like a 52 win team. I think the win totals are all going to be low this year is kind of my take. Yeah, this is this is actually the highest over under in the NBA, right? Yeah. Um, um and uh yeah, I mean I mean their division's good. The East is not I as shitty as it used to be. Don't think their division's that good, but um Well, there's not any shitty teams though. Sh- yes. That's all I'm saying. Like sure. like usually in this situation, you had a lot of like uh Madison Square Garden related freebies, I would I would say. I guess my general take on every NBA team this year, besides the Nets and I guess the Lakers, is everybody feels like a 43-win team this year. Every right. single team. <laughs> yeah, no one no one like put it together that much. And this team seems like they're doing about as well as they can. Like like I think Bruce Brown is good. Like he's really like good. Also, like it, it feels like it's cheating to have Blake Griffin be a role player, mm-hmm. but he's a pretty good role player, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the best team in the NBA. I just don't think they're going to go super hard in yeah, the yeah. Uh, off season because I think Kyrie is going to be Kyrieing it up. Yeah. Um. Now, I didn't, I didn't look at the transaction that quickly. Is it true that the Brooklyn Nets added James Austin Johnson as well? I was gonna I was gonna, that was gonna be my <laughs> final question. For oh, you, okay, is, okay. Um did James Austin Johnson, our friend, have maybe the most relied upon debut as any featured player in SNL history? He was in every single sketch and opened the cold open as the president. Yeah. And he was he was a featured player. He was not in yeah. the repertory company, which contains, I believe, seventeen people mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm thinking. I think Will Ferrell was in the show a lot, but he was like a regular cast member. But yeah. Anyway, sorry, Nets James Johnson. You are the least, the second most in famous James Johnson in Brooklyn now, baby. All right. I don't know if our friend Shrimp J.A.J. moved to Brooklyn, but I'm guessing he did. All right. The Philadelphia 76ers, (laughs) Sean. Where does Lorne want him to live? That's where he's (laughs) going to live. Last year, they were 49 and 23. Good for first in the East. Uh, Was 56 wins if it was an 82-game season. They beat Washington 4-0 in the playoffs and lost in round two to the Hawks 3-4 in a hilarious uh snafu that uh still is occurring as we speak today they were 13th in offense second in defense and their over under is 50.5 okay sean who'd they say goodbye to they said goodbye to george hill mm-hmm. mike don't call me michael scott mm-hmm. uh dwight howard warriors great anthony tolliver mm-hmm. and eventually uh, ben Simmons. Sure. Uh, and they said hello to Andre Drummond. Weird. Mm-hmm. Georges Nyang, Shaq Harrison, and Jaden Springer. 
Sean. Uh-huh. What the fuck do we even do with this team? Here? I don't know. And it, <laughs> and yet again, the Sixers have an offseason where they make a lot of like really nice little periphery peripheral moves where it's mm-hmm. like last year they added a you know, Seth Curry. Yeah. Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Um and then they just decided that they they they're worried about getting killed in Joel Embiid minutes and Dwight Howard was leaving and is really annoying. So they were like, what's the closest thing to Dwight Howard that exists? And it's Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who um, you know, has his limitations as a basketball player, but I think is probably the best backup center in the NBA. I don't know. I think he's kind of bad now. Um I'm just saying for a backup center. I mean, I think there's a better backup big on this roster, and his name is B-Ball Paul, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a center. He can play center. He Um, can do it all. That's what they really need to do. If Joey, Joey, I mean, look, I believe in Paul Reed as well. Joey fervently believes Mm -hmm. in Paul Reed. Um, Well, I'm going to ask this question, Joey. Sure. How much of a downgrade would it really be to go from Ben Simmons at power forward to Paul Reed? At I know the bit I'm supposed to be like, not a downgrade at all. It's an upgrade, uh-huh. but it'd be a pretty yeah. big downgrade. <laughs> but look, he was the G League MVP last year, baby, as a rookie. G League Rookie of the Year. G League uh, fucking MVP one season. We're going to look at... The Golden State Warriors taking Nico Mannion and then letting him go to Italy mm-hmm. <laughs> as one of the that is Todd Fuller for Kobe over uh, Kobe Part Two, baby. <laughs> He's still only twenty two, baby. <laughs> Six nine, two hundred and ten pounds of pure muscle and pure hustle. Love him. Anyway, um, um, and I, you know, I even like the guy they they drafted, Jaden Springer's like Jaden the Springer's guy cool. For... Yeah, um, Georges but... Yang, cool. Um, yeah, Shaq Harrison also like he's the eleventh guy on your roster. Great, but here's my question, John. Uh huh. Without Ben Simmons, because he's not there, even if they don't trade him, right? Who's the right. point guard for this team? I mean, I, according to ESPN's depth chart, uh, George believe... Hill. No, he's gone. Oh right, George Hill's gone. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I mean, even with Ben Simmons, I thought they still needed a point guard. Mm-hmm. Currently on the depth chart, Tyrese Maxey is listed as their starting mm-hmm. point guard. I don't really believe he's a point guard. He seems like he is a scorer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I love Tyrese Maxey. Don't get don't get me wrong. Their backup is Shake. It's Milton. Shake Milton. Shake Milton is their point guard, I guess, right? Yeah. But he's also a scorer like Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then. Grant Riller, mm-hmm. okay. who I think, like, draft Twitter guys liked. I mean, I'm going to tell you who their point guard is going to be. It is, to me, this trade is inevitable. Their point guard is going to be Tyrese Halliburton by Christmas. Oh, you think that's, you think that's the deal? I do think that's the deal. Um, I think it's going to be Buddy, Tyrese Halliburton, and, like, a pick. Well, I mean, Terry Halliburton is would actually solve a lot of things on this mm-hmm. team. Like yeah. that's, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a certain. I've said this a lot on the podcast, but you know, part of the Ben Simmons being the world's biggest point guard 
like lacks that Ben Simmons is kind of like not really a point guard in the same way of like throwing entry passes, you know, and like lobs to your center. Um, and they kind of it just it just seems like look, I'm not I'm not saying it needs to be TJ McConnell, but um having somebody that's like a pure point guard on this team would really go a long way. I mean, I don't know. I just don't like this team very much, and it, I don't know. Like, I, I actually really like Ben Simmons, and I try not to fight with you about him, because I don't yeah, want to yeah. sound like the co-host of another podcast <laughs> that we are yeah, friends yeah, yeah. with. But I mean, I, I just um, mean, like, it doesn't work on this team. Right. But I just think there's uh, other problems here um, that I don't know if... Unless they got Kyle Lowry that just getting a point guard would solve. Like, I love Tyrese Halliburton, don't get me wrong. But, like, Mm -hmm. Tyrese Halliburton also isn't going to, like, get his own shot in the fourth quarter of a game. Um, And neither does their player. The the guy they really needed to have was Jimmy Butler. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I just don't. Anyway, well, I guess we should, that should get us to this point, right? Is like, <laughs> actually, I want to, I want to ask you a question, Sean. Sure. To spice things up, should Ben Simmons just come out and say he's unvaccinated tomorrow? Yeah, even if he is. Yeah, yeah, even if he is vaccinated. Just like change the narrative, you know? <laughs> well, why not? And then like the debate totally changes and like, what would be amazing is that you would get a lot of people that have been ripping Ben Simmons for like how coddled he is by the mm-hmm. team and how weak his mind is because he doesn't want to dunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, if he was in danger of being canceled, would like flip. And you'd have like Ted Cruz tweeting, I stand with Ben Simmons. <laughs> Like, that's what I want to see, like the Clay Travis pivot to being wildly pro Ben Simmons. Well, here would be, you know, what would be really funny is so like college players are allowed to make money now, right? Mm-hmm. On naming rights, yeah. So can he like go back to LSU? Should he apply to be an NCAA athlete? <laughs> well, he'd have to. He'd have to fire Rich Paul. Unfortunately, I don't think you can have an agent. <laughs> They should let those guys have agents. All right. Anyway, well, Sean, I mean, you could, yeah, yeah. But uh, what if he did, what if he went back to LSU, but he was on the golf team? Like <laughs> that would rule. Sean, did you want to have a debate with our friend Dave Dufour? No, this was. I thought. I, I thought. It, I I thought it would be funny to debate uh, Dave about Dave. Yeah. Green. No, I know. I'm saying, do you want to challenge Dave Dufour about for to a debate here and now? He yeah, was a pro it. wrestler. Do you want to do your? Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna, what do I'm they call those pro wrestler wrestling things? Uh, I forget now. I don't um, know. When they're on the mic, chanting, yelling at people. Yeah. Call us on the phone. Tell me what that's called. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, do it. Call, call Dave. No, don't call. But call him out right now. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like your yep. mm-hmm. Dave Dufour. I've heard you on your podcast talking about how Danny Green's the secret sauce. That Danny Green's an underrated player. Like <laughs> 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 that'd be a wrestler. <laughs> Danny Green. 
when he's getting in the ring, you're excusing him when he's missing shots from the outside. Or do you say he's a great player? Here's what I say. He's merely a very good player. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first on Round Ball Rock. Top 12 in his position. <laughs> Sean Keen. Top five. Challenging Dave, Coach Dave Dufour to a great debate. Danny Green is the greatest versus Danny Green is just pretty good. Live on pay-per-view. <laughs> All right. Man, he got called out there. Yeah, Sean, uh, the over-under here is 50 and a half. What do you think? I don't even know how you can bet this. Uh-huh. It's weird, though, because I have confidence in Doc Rivers to, like, put together, like, a 55-win team that barely gets out of the first. Um... But yeah, like, like I, I just have no idea what this team is going to look like. It's like all role players and Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid mm-hmm. without Ben Simmons on the team. Well, don't forget, they have their uh, their money superstar man, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know who I'm? I'm gonna say, uh, you know how Philadelphia fans are never happy about anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to guess they're coming for you next, Toby, once Ben Simmons is gone. <laughs> they're already coming for me. The Ben Simmons hive. That was the big thing that people were like, Tobias Harris missed a lot of shots in game seven, too. So what's your problem? <laughs> and it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, that that wasn't good. He was shooting, though. That was mm-hmm. That was something that the team needed. Somebody trying to push the ball. Through the cylinder. But yeah, I mean, it's he is like such a target because he's so overpaid. Mm-hmm. And he's like overpaid for such a reason. But he's like, he's overpaid in a way that reminds me of guys on like crappy Warriors teams being yeah. overpaid. He's but like I mean, a Corey McGetty type too. So that's, you know. <laughs> but yeah, just those guys where it's like, we had to pay him. What would have happened if he left? Uh-huh. Well, they shouldn't have traded for him. Um, anyway, I mean, that was the real problem. <laughs> but uh, you know, they did they did offload Landry Shamit in the process. Well, so you, hey, you could approve of that. I I I'm always pro of uh, pro trading Landry Shamit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it just every time I look at the team, I'm like, do they understand what the positions are on a basketball court? Position because... basketball at its best, dude. This <laughs> is like. It just seems like they keep adding power forward. Joel Embiid's a unicorn. So's Tobias Harris. So's mm-hmm. Seth Curry. <laughs> ben Simmons is a Pegasus. Shake <laughs> Milton is a is a Minotaur. All right. Um. Anyway, I love I love Tyrese Maxey. Uh, you know, Embiid's really good. Um, I mean, but God, I I just I I can't. It's like so hard to pick. I'm gonna pick over. Interesting. Only, only because of my belief in them, and, th- and that is not at all an endorsement of them being successful in the playoffs. I want to mm-hmm. make that very clear, but I do think that this is this is a team. Um, I've said this before: when the chips are up, this is a team you want your money on. Mm-hmm. Not when they're down, though. I am taking the under. Um. <laughs> I don't trust Joel Embiid to be healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that uh, not having Ben Simmons is still be- is still worse than having Ben Simmons, even though they don't fit. And uh-huh. um, I don't see w- how they win games without Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. I know I'm picking the under a lot here, but I don't think it's a lot under. I think it's like 50. (laughs) No, but trust me, I'm taking the under for this next team, too. All right, the Boston Celtics. (laughs) Exciting. Uh, Sean, the Boston Celtics last year. A lot of changes for this team. 36 and 36 for seventh in the East. I'm uh, like legitimately very disappointing. If it were an 82 game season, that'd be 41 wins. The the math on that one was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh they won the uh 7-8 play in but then lost to the Sixers in round 1. They're 10th in offense, 14th in defense. Um they said goodbye to uh Danny Ainge. They said goodbye, kinda, to Brad Stevens. They said goodbye to Taco Fall. They said goodbye to Carson Edwards. They said hel- goodbye to Semi Ojale. They said goodbye to Evan Fournier. They said goodbye to Tristan Thompson. And they, of course, let the man that they all said was a Celtic for life because he wasn't Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, just walk out that door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd they bring uh, in? He'll never go to a players-only meeting on a a cross-country flight again. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that Boston icons do. They either drink 40 beers or they have 40 team meetings. Mm -hmm. Players-only meetings. Yep. Okay, so the new guys. (laughs) Well, this guy's an old guy, but Al Horford is back, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man with uh, the worst agent in the NBA, Dennis Schroeder, is there playing for the mid-level exception. Uh, they also have uh, the biggest, like literally the biggest neoliberal in America, Ennis Cantor. Mm-hmm. They have Reclamation Project Josh Richardson looking for revenge. Um, they have Juancho Hernan Gomez, which is weird. Star uh, of uh, Adam Sandler's new movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, full, one full sleep. Uh, Bruno Fernando, Ryan Archie Diacono, and new coach, Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. Sean, I'm going to say right off the bat. Yeah. This is a fucking bad vibes team, dude. Oh, man, is it a bad vibes team. It's Here's what I'll say. Okay. Actually, you talk about the bad vibes first, and I will give you my... I just can't... Like, Dennis Schroeder... Bad vibes. Ennis Cantor, bad vibes. Josh Richardson, terrible vibes. Al Horford, pretty good vibes, but his sister has bad vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Good vibes. I love her, but, like, uh, she stirs the pot, you know? (laughs) Well, and Boston fans were pretty mean about uh Al leaving is Mm -hmm. the thing. Uh, Wancho, pretty good vibes, admittedly. Uh, Ryan Archidiacono is like a coach's son. They're going to love him. Mm-hmm. Except the problem is, uh, I just don't think they have the kind of coach that's going to love him now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. He was sort of a president of basketball operations son. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying? Yep. Uh-huh. Um. Um, okay, so I agree with your vibe check on these uh-huh. guys. Like, like Al Horford probably going to be fine. Um, Ennis Cantor seems like a fine teammate. Uh, he's just bad vibes, though. No, but he's bad vibes. He is generally like, bad vibes. Weird Celtics also, Twitter is like a great leftist enclave, and now they have a CIA <laughs> asset? 
It's true. Uh, but they have they have too many guys who are are like trying to prove it. You know what I mean? Like they have Dennis Schroeder's scrambling, Ennis Kanter's scrambling, Josh Richardson's trying to rebuild his career. Like those aren't really the kind of guys you want as your bench unit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and they're on the Celtics, so they know that there's just a revolving door anyway. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the vibes could get really bad. Also, their because, GM like, is fake. <laughs> we should talk about that, right? Uh, yeah, let's uh, talk the about fact that. that they wanted to fire Brad Stevens, but they 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 promoted him instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Danny Ainge is not there, but I kind of feel like he's still there. I, that I don't think so. I think Danny's gone. Um, I think they want to hire a whole new. Uh, front office. <laughs> so did is the idea that Danny saved Brad's job in the organization by quitting, and then they panicked and like promoted Brad up instead of firing him. I think, uh, they were sort of saving Brad's face by not firing him. If that makes sense, I guess he's also. Maybe still under contract. Right, and... but and it's also one of those things where it's like, we want to fire you, but you, people like you too much, and we talked you up as a genius too much, so we're going to hire you, and then you can go take a beloved college job next summer. Right, I can I can see that happening. Yeah. I mean, they also, <laughs> like, I think they extended him, like, a year ago. Yeah. So, uh... I mean, that's pro- that's probably also a factor where they're like, <laughs> we can fire you, but we have you. What was his contract extension? Um, oh, he. Oh, it's not public. He was like, I'll let you guess on the years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what's happening. Um. Oh, Sean, we forgot to do our bit for the first. Oh, two you're teams. right. We did <laughs> two, two whole teams. I was like, we'll remember. <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll do them all at the end, actually. Okay, we'll um, do them at the end. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll okay. do our bit at the end. Um, okay. so, my first question about the Boston Celtics, besides, are these vibes too bad? I mean, is, the answer's definitely yes. <laughs> um, in all the talk about the NBA, about NBA players and the COVID vaccine, Sean, I have an important question for you. Is Jason Tatum old enough to get the shot? He is, he is not. It's not. It has not been approved. Yeah, so, and my second question is, does Enos Cantor call it the Fauci ouchie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I could I could see him because calling it that. He is essentially uh the 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 Beto uh the Beto calf cramp lady in human form, right? <laughs> I um, would not be surprised if Ennis <laughs> has not is not only fully vaccinated, has had like more than one booster shot thanks to his infections. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, because uh, he's got to get extras because of all that adrenochrome that's uh, true. pumping through his system. Yeah, that that wipes out the antibodies <laughs> extra fast. The fear chemicals mm-hmm. that keep him young. <laughs> um, uh, Sean, do you want to ask this next next question? 
Yes, uh, with Gordon and Robin Hayward gone, which player on this Celtics roster is most likely to love the police? And my question for you is, does the CIA count as police? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, when you're an asset, you're an asset all the way. Uh (laughs) Uh, That's a good point. Um, I would say also, I think... For some reason, I think Aaron Neesmith is friendly with the police. <laughs> I was going to say, Archie Adakano, he has a, a Blue Lives Matter sticker on a pickup truck, right? All right. Um... No, he's like, <laughs> it, the thing is, like, he is not the right kind of white guy for that. Mm-hmm. He's, Guys it's like... true. He's, he's kind of like a, uh, <laughs> Ryan Archie Diakono's vibe is sort of like, um, <laughs> like a jet fighting a shark kind of you know uh-huh. uh like like he's almost like uh like an essie hinton character you know what i mean he's like his nickname should be rumblefish yeah 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 <laughs> but you know also his, if you rumblefish know, you, know his, but, you know what his his terrible nickname is though? hold on though but also if rumblefish <laughs> yeah. also was a coach's son and ha- well, he's like fuck you dad energy but also sure i'll pass five times before i shoot <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, no, what is Ryan Archie Diakono's nickname? Arch of Dimes. (laughs) (laughs) Did Jim Boylan give him that nickname? I I don't know. He's Jim Boylan's son, right? (laughs) Man, I think he's like, I think he's actually Jay Wright's son. (laughs) Oh, you mean Hall of Famer Jay Wright? <laughs> right, Hall of Famer Jay Wright, yes. Um, How many weeks will it take for Bill Simmons to start calling Archie Diakono? Oh, Archie Diakono, sneaky good, Sean. I bet it's already happened. Yeah, you're probably right. Also, we've talked about the Celtics and I haven't played this once. I will... <laughs> I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. I believe in a Belichick Popovich presidential ticket. I believe that every DiCaprio movie would be just a little bit better as a Matt Damon movie. I believe the 2004 ALCS was an act of God. I believe the tug-of-war should be an Olympic sport. And finally, I believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking football stadiums. All right, we heard a little bit more than we usually do there. <laughs> Sean, the over-under for this team is 46 and a half. What do you got? Uh, Jesus. I mean, they still have Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. None of whom we really even mentioned <laughs> talking about this team. Uh, those guys I really like. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand what their lineup is going to be, though. Well, it's because, uh, it's Schroeder. Is it, he's the starter? Yeah, Smart, Brown, Tatum, mm-hmm. and then Horford, right? Yeah, I guess so. And then, I mean, maybe God, they Josh start Richardson. Josh Richardson and take Smart as the sixth man, but I doubt it. 
No, I don't think they're going to do that. I I just don't think Josh Richardson is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, Grant Williams. He'll he's the Grant Williams and Robert Williams so beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh. By the way, I. I Celtics Twitter. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Our good friends. Look, the weird Celtics Twitter. Keep doing exactly what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, we love everything S- you're doing. Serious Celtics Twitter. I saw a crazy thread of someone who was so excited about how they were going to beat the brakes off the Knicks on opening night. What? And they Why? They, they said brakes <laughs> like the brakes of the game, not like uh huh, sure, like the brakes on a car. The uh-huh. thing that the expression's actually about. Sean, why are you looking at Dave Portnoy's Twitter? <laughs> uh and i was like this is going way too hard and also you're like crowing about a hypothetical victory over the knicks Mm -hmm. like how far has this team fallen yeah um yeah i think well 46 and a half sean that's how far this team has fallen also like also like is are, are we maybe uh, believing in Al Horford a little too much? Um, I mean, I don't really think so. Uh, he feels like he can sort of. I mean, look, as much as shit we've I've talked about Anis Cantor, he's like, like Horford, Cantor, Williams, Williams is like a pretty Wancho, I guess, is like a Bruno Fernando. That's like a pretty good big rotation. Especially because you're going to play Tatum a lot at the four. Yeah, I just don't think Al Horford's going to give them very much. Right, but I mean, he only has to give them 12 actual minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like I feel like they are thinking about more than that. And, you know, maybe, maybe he's still a smart player and it's fine that, you know, in season 15, he's still going to be helpful. But I'm. I'm not sure that the Celtics are going to have the same kind of defense that they're used to. I just think, like, he's more uh, Time Lord foul-out insurance, you know what I mean? Where you can kind of play Time Lord as much as he wants now, like, go as hard as you can, but, like, Horford closes the games. When does the Time Lord play so little? I don't know, he's really good. He's cool. (laughs) He's good and cool. (laughs) Kind of didn't really play in the playoffs very much. Well, I heard Brad Stevens hated him. That might be sort of the problem. Oh, well, that, (laughs) I guess that would, that would answer my question. Uh, And wouldn't that also explain why he signed both Al Horford and Ennis Cantor? All right. um... (laughs) I mean, he does, he does shoot a very high percentage, but he's, he's also only 6'8". I didn't realize how short he was. Weird Celtics Twitter gonna love Juancho Hernan Gomez. I can't, I can't think of a better combo as a, a guy with a weird, a Spanish man with a weird set of sleeve tattoos who missed a season because he had mono and mm-hmm. is co-starring in an Adam Sandler movie uh, also, with like, a fan also, base. Like, like, got, great got, combo. Somehow got like kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has a brother named Willie with one L. <laughs> yeah. It, the weird, the weird, um, well, the, the very amorous former Minnesota Timberwolves general manager uh, banned him from, from playing the in the Olympics. When he was at the Olympics without telling him. And cool then traded guy. him like days later. Yeah, yeah. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> um, anyway, 46 and a half, Sean. What is it? Oof. God. I really don't want to say over. For, you know what? I'm going to say under. 
this feels like a yeah it's a little bit too high like i'm kind of like 45 yes mm-hmm. 46 i might even have taken the over on 45 and a half but yeah i could just see this going badly mm-hmm. and also um you know it's i i understand that you know you you do kind of expect jalen brown to be back and but also these guys aren't going to be super healthy forever what i do think my one hesitancy about taking the under here even though i think they're I think they're about the same as last year is I do think not having to listen to a coach and uh, for all intents and purposes, people really like Ime Odoka and he should have say he should have been a coach for a long time. Like that's my I'm like, I wonder if they win, if they like start out like nine and one you know what i mean like oh right 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 and then it's like of well of course they <laughs> win 46 and a half games or like eight and two you know what i mean like yeah but i'm still taking the under they feel like a 45 40 isn't it weird though that they they hired a guy who was exactly the same age as brad stevens <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're very close in age. They're like they're they're born like two months apart. Um. So yeah, I'm taking the under. I guess he's slight. He's three months older. Um. I'm also taking the under there, but not very confident. All right, Sean. The New York Knickerbockers. Last year they went f- a surprise forty-one and thirty-one, tied for fourth in the East, uh, which would have been forty-seven wins. In a regular season. Uh, in the playoffs, they lost in round one to Trey Young, essentially, by himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I mean, like he, he took on the whole city and won. Um, they were 23rd in offense, 3rd in defense. Uh, they said goodbye to Reggie Bullock, Frank uh, Tilakina, and Alfred Payton, uh, every Nick fan's worst nightmare. <laughs> Who are they bringing in? Oh, it's very exciting, the guys they're bringing in. They got Evan Fournier, straight out of Boston. Also straight out of Boston. Kemba mm-hmm. Walker. I don't know where he was. Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> um, the eternal Jayhawk, Wayne Selden. And then rookies, Quentin Grimes and Deuce Mc- Miles Deuce McBride. Cool nicknames. Uh, cool, cool their names. other big moves were they brought back Nerlens Noel, Touch Gibson, Alec Burks, and Derrick Rose. Um, so a lot of ads and very little subtracting. It pains me to say this, Sean. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like this team. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I don't think Julius Randle is as good as he was last year. No. But I don't think he's that much worse. And I think if they can... I don't really like Evan Fournier, but I kind of think he's the same as Reggie Bullock. And I think Kemba Walker is... I think he's, I think he's definitely better than Reggie Bullock. Right, but, but not that much. You know what mean, I mean? It's like... Oh, yeah. I mean, he could... You could have him slot into that Reggie Bullock role. Yeah. And then Kemba Walker, if he's healthy, is certainly better than Alfred Payton. Um, yeah, and and what exactly was wrong with Mitchell Robinson last year? Oh, I foot, I think, right? 
Wasn't it a yeah, foot he, thing? <laughs> I don't remember. What, what <laughs> I didn't realize is that he missed, he played 31 games yeah. last year. Yes. And it just feel it just feels like, um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm not even, I'm not even like that pumped up about this team because mm-hmm. they're the Knicks. But at the same time, on paper, I'm like, how are they not going to be better? You know what I mean? Well, like, he fractured his right hand, so it was okay. the opposite of a foot. <laughs> um. Okay, but he's um, and you know that you know, Steph Curry missed like four months with that, so sometimes that happens. Right. Um. Yeah, just in general, when I look at the team, it's like these Knicks. They seem like frauds, and then it's like. I don't know why they wouldn't be like like maybe Randall overachieved. I and and it's this is with not particularly believing in any of these individuals. Right. Players. I don't like this team at all. I don't like any of their players. I'm going to be honest, I don't like any of these guys, but I think they're better than they were last year. <laughs> well, like yeah, like free Kemba Walker. Like like Kemba Walker is not Alfred Payton. Well, and he's got Garrett that UConn magic. He's playing at home, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him home. Done a lot of good stuff in Madison Square Garden, New York oh, City. Oh, the Mecca. He's coming back to the Mecca, baby. Slapping you in the face with a slice. Uh-huh. He's going to fold it, too, so it hurts more. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I just kind of think, like, I don't know. Um... The, many of these guys I don't really like will be better than they were last year. Uh, and it just like, I feel like eventually they're going to end up just playing Emmanuel. It just seems like a team that doesn't like who the, I, I don't know who the worst player on this roster is. Is it oh. Kevin Knox? Yes. Kevin Knox stinks. And he's the third <laughs> string power forward. Um, and you're like, oh, Obi Toppin, he was kind of overdrafted. Obi Toppin like, also stinks. But as um, like a backup power forward, RJ Barrett uh, also stinks. Their young guys stink, man. <laughs> but RJ Barrett's gotta be better this year, right? Like he wasn't terrible last year. Um, no, no, and he, um, no. I mean, I guess, I guess you could say they are maybe a little weak at the small forward position behind R.J. Barrett. But then you're like, well, you could just kind of play Evan Fournier there. Or yeah, Alex like you don't kind of need that anymore, you know? Like, yeah, they're uh... kind of. It's it, it, <laughs> also it's like it feels so much more comfortable for the Knicks to be drafting in the twenties, and you're like, oh, yeah. that, that that could work. <laughs> like, okay, Quentin Grimes instead of like, oh, Knox Toppin. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, again, I don't particularly care, I, I like Alec Burks, I guess, but a lot of these guys are guys where I'm like, eh, I'm not into that guy, but, but, like, the accumulation of them just makes me think, like, I don't, I don't know, they just, they don't seem to have, like, an outright... This is just, it's such a Thibodeau-ass roster, too, it's like, of course he's gonna win 48 games with that team, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. It is like, <laughs> oh, he's he's gonna. You mean he's gonna get the most out of Nerwin's Noel and Taj Gibson? Like, of course he is. Like, yeah. Um, 
And then they're going to lose in the first round. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to lose in the first round. This is like a terribly constructed playoff team. But like as a regular season team, you know, this they're going to like play hard every night. They're going to be they're going to be like a top 10 defense again and you're like, "How exactly is this possible?" Because you look at the roster last year and you're like, "That was a th- that was the third defense." Yeah. <laughs> well, and like it seems it doesn't seem like I mean, I guess Peyton and Bullock were like they played a lot and they're like pretty good at defense, but like I don't know. It to me, I look at this and I'm like, "Okay, they're going to be 7th in defense and like 20th in offense." Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah, the exactly. same like, shift. It's still, it's still like everything I look at. I'm still like, I still feel like it's better. Um, and also, like, when did was Reggie Bullock known as a good defensive player before yeah, last he's year? He's like an okay. You know what I mean? He's like a three and D guy, right? I thought he was just kind of a three guy. I mean, whatever. But yeah, I mean, anyway. Anyway, uh, question. Uh, who's most in danger of ending up in the ICU because of Thibodeau's attitude toward rest? I think it's Julius Randle. Like, mm. like, RJ Barrett is smooth enough, but Julius Randle got himself kicked out of a lot of games last year. Or maybe I just saw him get kicked out of a bunch <laughs> of games. I feel like it's not good for his heart. I think it's Nerland's Noel. Um, because that man eats hot dogs at halftime. Yeah. Uh. And that's, you're gonna throw those up. <laughs> Uh, Sean, who's John McEnroe's favorite player on this roster? Oh, this is a good one. Um, he likes fire. He's not. He's not gonna pick an obvious guy. Um, hmm. you know, what? I think I think it's Mitchell Robinson. I think he likes the passion. I think he's too young. Um, I think he's gonna like. I think it's Taj Gibson, dude. Oh, yeah, I can see that, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he gives him a hard foul every once in a while, and he's as old as me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, final question. Yeah. What 2021 scandal will JD and the Straight Shot do a song about? Um, I think I think they're going to have a song about the Theranos trial. <laughs> And it'll just be like, the, the chorus is going to be like, one drop, it's all they said, one drop is enough to, like, it's it's all about how, like, one drop of scandal ruined her reputation. I think it's an obvious one, and it's the <laughs> Capitol riots, and it's going to oh weirdly God. defend the people who were Capitol rioting. <laughs> what, if it was, what, if, what was that guy's name who wore the, um... The Q Shaman? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be about the Q Shaman. <laughs> shaman, he put those horns upon his head. All right. Uh, There's a man for you and me. I'm taking the over. This feels like, like a 47-win team that like oh, absolutely yeah. flames out in the playoffs. Just this like is... get swept. I uh, honestly <laughs> don't understand why this over-under is so low. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Forty eight wins, <laughs> but also but also one win in the first round. I don't even think they're gonna get win one game in the first round. <laughs> All right, Sean. Finally, we come to 
the Toronto Raptors. Bad year last year, but guess what? It didn't fucking count because they were in Tampa Bay. They went 27-45, and 45, which was good for 12th in the East. Approximately 31 wins. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs. They were 16th in offense, 15th in defense. They're over-under... Oh, sorry, that I don't re- I read that at the oh, yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, they said goodbye to Raptors legend Kyle Lowry. Uh, mm-hmm. Raptors asshole Aaron Baines. No one likes him there. They hated him. <laughs> Rodney Hood, DeAndre Bembry, and uh, a man with an NBA body, but not an NBA skill set, <laughs> Stanley Johnson. <laughs> Sean, who are they saying hello to? Uh, they're going to say, uh, hello to exciting young rookie, Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. uh, old faithful, uh, Slovenian legend, Goran Dragic. A man who's already said he doesn't want to be there, by the way, we should uh-huh. mention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe they, they're maybe talking about a buyout. Uh, Precious Achua, mm-hmm. the prize of the Kyle Lowry trade. Svi Mikhailiuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a perfect sh- Raptor. Katie's going to love that guy. Long range shot. Our friend Katie Heindel arms. is going to love Svi. Uh-huh. Um, Graduated college at 16 years old or whatever. <laughs> Right? Yes. How how he was somehow a four year player, but also only like nineteen in in the draft or something. He he enrolled in Kansas when he was sixteen years old. Yeah, and he left after three years, I think. To to, the uh, NBA's Doogie Hauser, and his arms are just as long. Uh, Um. Yeah. So then. they also added Sam Decker. That's not good. Never good when you're adding Sam Decker. <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen when you take a white nationalist and take him outside his country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Isaac Bonga. And they uh, held on to recent addition Gary Trent Jr. along with Kim Birch. Kim Birch, two really good role players. Yeah. Sean, what's the deal with this team? That's my first question. I have no idea what to do with this team because no idea. On the on the one hand, um, mm-hmm. Siakam can't have a worse year, but on the other hand, Kyle Lowry is gone. <laughs> he is gone. They don't have Kyle Lowry. Anymore. It feels like their entire team is big people. Well, and then like really small people. Yeah, they have really tiny point guards who are like the same guy, and then. Six nine, like power forwards who maybe can't play center. <laughs> well, right, like like, um, how tall is Kim Birch? Tall, yeah. right? Six nine. Well, yeah, but he plays he plays tall. I know, I'm I'm just saying it is it is a bunch of guys who have like like all their front court players are six foot nine, mm-hmm. like like all all of them. Yeah, Preston Achua is six eight. Boucher, Boucher, Chris Boucher, uh, Birch is six nine. Siakam six nine, mm-hmm. and then they have like doubles. They have right. like an OG Onanobi, but they also have uh, Scotty a Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. They have a Fred Van Vliet, uh-huh. but they also have a Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn, by the way, was awesome in summer league. Dude. Yeah, he was. He, tight. he was real ready. He was good at the end of the regular yeah. year. But, like, Gary Trent Jr. is not that big. Um, Svee is short. Uh-huh. Uh, well, actually, he's 6'7", but his but arms his are only arms are four feet long. They're four <laughs> feet long. 
Um, <laughs> but but I guess I guess Joey, what I would ask is, is this team a little underrated because of how big a disaster last season was? Yes, and, I do and I mean, think they were so. tanking down the stretch. Too. Yeah, I think this team is going to be better than people think. I don't think Goran Dragic is going to help, though. I think it's going to, once they either trade him or buy him out, is when they're going to be a team who looks real bad for three months. And then it'll be like, you know, they went like 15 and 5 to end the season or whatever. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they do really need Goran Dragic if he's, well, I mean, you know. What if Scotty Barnes is a point guard, though? But I mean, I don't think he. Ha- I don't think he has like an active trade demand or anything. No, I just think he feels like a a a gun at midseason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's true. I just think. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm just wrong about this, but you know, they were 16th in offense and 15th in defense, so like right in the middle of the pack. Uh, they had like a bunch of COVID disasters. They had to play road games all season long. They couldn't go back to Canada. Um, and they were tanking. Um, like, like, isn't this just maybe a mediocre team? I just don't see how this That's is like a bad... My my take. Yeah. But isn't that also Vegas's take? If they're like, if the over-under is 35... Like, um, I mean, to me, to me, I think that I think that would mean that they're a 41 win team. But maybe I mean, I guess they're probably pricing in. I that just is probably going to be gone. And that if that happens, Siakam could get traded. You know what I mean? Uh, I just sort of think in general, like 36 to 41 is mediocre. And then anything under 36 is bad, you know, because it's like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You win games, you lose games. Um, but uh, but essentially, Vegas is predicting them to be less than five games better than last year, and and maybe the Kyle Lowry subtraction means that. But uh, I mean, Kyle Lowry is much better. Than he much, is, but he's and yeah, but Goran Dragic was hurt last year. Like before, he was injured for like a whole season. No, no, I mean, Kyle Lowry's definitely better than him, and they're the same age, I think. So um, I just don't think that um, – I don't know. Maybe I'm underrating Kyle Lowry. I probably am. But I'm I'm more I'm more like – I don't feel like they don't have any replacements there. You know right. what I mean? I mean, my bigger worry about them is they don't really have, like, a replacement at shooting guard. <laughs> like – yeah, like Gary Trent is cool, but I kind of feel like he's not necessarily a starter. Right. I mean, it just feels like they're going to play some psycho lineup where everyone has like an eight foot wingspan, but nobody can dribble at some point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they, I mean, yeah, it's, um, I mean, I guess this is probably set, cor- this over under is probably set about correctly. I'm just a little more optimistic about them and again i I could just be tricked like i mean uh, like nick nurse has an incredible reputation as a coach Mm -hmm. and you know let's see how that does without kyle lowry or Kawhi Leonard. you know Mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, I mean, I have so I have a lot of faith in Pascal coming back, uh, having yeah. a bounce back season. I love Chris Boucher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think OG might really take a leap offensively this year. I love Precious. Mm-hmm. I like Scotty Barnes a lot. This is like a yeah. this is a real Joey team. It really is a Joey. Except team. I got- kind of hate their all their little point guards, <laughs> even though I think they're good. Like Fred Van Vliet, you can't not love him. But like as a basketball player, I'm just like, mm, what if they played Scotty Barnes at power forward and everyone was? Si- I mean, at point guard and everyone was six nine. <laughs> um, I think I'm taking the over though. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm definitely taking the over. Who's gonna? Here's my question for you, Sean. Who's gonna miss Tampa Bay most? Ooh, um, let's see. Let me look at this roster. And did Sam Decker only sign here because he thought they were in? They were. Still? That could be. That could yeah. be. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh no! Um, of guys that were on the team last year, who's gonna miss it? I, I think Fred kind of liked it. Like, like I think he liked mm-hmm. the beach and the warmth because he's from not like an exciting part of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Rockford. And then he's in Toronto, which is beautiful, but not really like a beach city. Um, you can go to the beach, but so I, I wonder if he like, you know, you look at like kind of how Fred Van Vliet's hair and facial, mm-hmm. like his facial hair is and his hair is. And like the fact that his branded clothing is called bed on yourself. And I'm like that, that could be some Tampa energy. I could see that. I'll tell you who is, happiest to get away from uh, and it is uh fred van vliet's uh mirror person malachi flynn because oh, Sean, yeah. i want you to look at a picture of malachi flynn right now <laughs> yeah i'm looking and at then tell me how many horrible tattoos would he have if he lived one more year oh, in tampa oh. bay because well, already like full like neck seeing... and face tattoos, right? Like he yeah. has like neck and face tattoo face. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some guy would be like, "You should really start freestyling." He's from San Diego State. Like Ooh. he's just yeah. Like man, where did he? I want to know where he grew up. Now. <laughs> hold on, he is from. He is from. Hold on. Uh, damn it, Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, they got it. Yeah, I'm glad he's out of Florida, man. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Get him out of there. Um, all right. And yeah. Then... I just. I, and and this 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 over is not even saying they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a ringing endorsement of them being okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're good. I think they they feel like a playing team, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like Gary Trent. It's a team full of guys I like. Uh, I don't like Nick Nurse, but um, <laughs> we can talk about that off air. Um, <laughs> well, can I? Can I ask? Well, I definitely. Okay, go ahead. Just imagine you're on the Raptors. Nick Nurse traveling with his guitar. How long does that take? Does it take uh, before that gets a little stale? Uh, I mean, immediately, right? <laughs> yeah, immediately, what right. songs does he know on the guitar? Even? <laughs> Besides those R. Kells songs, which for those of you that don't know, <laughs> there's this Canadian band called the R. Kells that are not famous here, but they're kind of like Canada Lumineers, 
right, Sean? Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> and Nick right. Nurse has played guitar with them several times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they have. They're kind of like Pinterest. if a Pinterest board was Canadian and played music. <laughs> I mean, they've won some. Can I can I read you some some of their album names? Sure. Jackson Square. Uh huh. Michigan Left. What? Featuring this featuring the single whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Calgary Hitman used it as that uh uh High Noon. Mm-hmm. And then they've got an album called Morning Report. Mm-hmm. Well, lead single called Private School. These Round are like around. these are like the most generic song titles and album titles I've ever heard. They've got a viral hit called Drake's Dad. And then they're they're <sighs> oh sorry, they're they're Last album was called Rally Cry. And then, oh, no, I'm sorry. Their most recent album came out uh, last week, and it's called Blink Once. Great. I hate that. Um, Sean, <laughs> what songs does Nick Nurse know on the guitar? Uh, he knows Smoke on the Water. Okay. Um, I think he's played Time in a Bottle before. Okay. <laughs> um, he, yeah, Smoke on the Water is like his kind of like go-to warm-up one. Mm-hmm. And then I think he I think he knows a lot of John Cougar Mellencamp songs. See? Yeah, like I think I think he's playing like Jack and Diane. Dun, 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 that part. Dun, 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 dun. See, I think you uh-huh. are uh, painting him a little too old. And Nick Nurse is, uh, of course, a guy who thinks he's cool. Right. Right. Because I've seen his glasses. Right, but like, but he, he is fifty five years old, right? Right, but that's you're still you're you're out of his like those are those songs are so much older than a fifty five year old man. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's playing like a. I think the second he got the Raptors job, I think he learned if I had a million dollars by the bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that. Sure. Uh, I think he definitely knows how to play, like, um, Elderly Woman Behind the Counter by uh-huh. Pearl Jam. I think he knows, I think he does know, is she really going out with him, though? hmm Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think he, I think he also knows, uh, that, um, oh, fuck, who is that? Oh, he knows uh, the dynamite hack version of Boys in the Hood. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> what, what Dave Matthews song did he learn first? Crash, of course. Yeah, yeah. And he, he did it to, like, get chicks, dude. Yeah, in um, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, the, I'm actually the head coach of the Manchester Giants. And, uh, oh, he, he plays Wonderwall. For sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's what I'm saying, Sean. These are yeah. the songs he's playing. I don't think he's and, playing Smoke on the Water. He uh, he feels like, look, there's something about his guitar playing that is, like, predatory to me. Like, and I think, yeah, and I think he, <laughs> I think he, like, likes the Dave Matthews band, but he only, he'll, he'll tell you about how he only likes it when Dave's with that one other guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Tim. Dave and Tim, Tim dude. Dave and Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Because he was not playing guitar in high school. Right. He was yeah, playing yeah. guitar like 
when he was like coaching in Europe <laughs> right. and the British basketball league. Like, like he's like, how am I going to stand living in Birmingham, England mm-hmm. as a 30 year old man? And they're like, well, you know, we got this acoustic guitar. You know what song I guarantee he knows how to play, dude? <laughs> What's uh, that? Is the sweetest thing by you two. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, but you're, you're right that he knows a lot of Pearl Jam songs though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he covered so when he performed with the Arkells, mm-hmm. uh, they covered "Sign Still Delivered" by cool, Steve. Of Wall. course, sounds like I knew that. Um, all right, <laughs> yeah. Sean, our bit we forgot to do. Yes, as everyone knows, we always do a bit where we pick a thing uh, that to compare the division to. Um, Sean, the Many Saints of Newark came out this weekend. Yes. And as Sopranos super fans, uh, you were tasked to pick a Sopranos character for each team in mm-hmm. the NBA. I mean, in the division. Sean, yeah. who? Let's start from, let's go bottom up. Oh, bottom who Okay. are the Toronto Raptors? Which Sopranos character are, is the... T- you know, they've had like a tough time recently. And uh, I feel like they're like... This is this is mainly a rating for Nick Nurse and the fact that they had a disastrous time. Um, Nick Mer- Nick Nurse has a lot of uh, little Carmine energy to me. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I agree with you. Um... Yeah. Uh, crime boss Carmine Lupertazzi's, uh, but not not as tough son. Mm-hmm. Uh... All right, Sean, who on this? Oh, and then as, look, Sean asked me to pick a Sopranos character, and yeah. I was like, no, I am picking my favorite HBO show of all time, <laughs> The Newsroom. Yeah, dude, we got to hype up the pod. <laughs> Sean, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, the Toronto Raptors are, of course, everyone's least favorite man just hanging around the newsroom. <laughs> uh a guy who might be the best actor on the show but they give him nothing to do they are of course dev patel's character neil sampat <laughs> God, I, that guy um, definitely written like an adult man and not like a child uh-huh though, right? yep uh because he knows how to use the computers or whatever i don't remember what neil does well go get him Jeff Daniels is going, sir, sir. All right, Sean, the New York Windows password. What Sopranos character is the New York Knicks? Okay, so I think they have like a lot of old guys. They're sort of like old school in a way that doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Where like people are like, Derek Rose, that's a respected elder. And uh, they kind of like do things in a maniacal way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're Feech LaMotta. Okay, I would have said, character. I. oh, I don't know, I would have said Johnny Sack, just because he's like... He's it, Mr. New York. Well, and it feels like Knicks fans love the Knicks the way Johnny Sack loves his wife. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, like, you don't, you don't make a joke about Derrick Rose anymore. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I believe... That um, the New York Knicks 
are uh, Marsha Gay Harden's character on the newsroom, Rebecca Halliday. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I just for the record, I've only seen about two and a half episodes of the newsroom, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. I'm excited to pot about it. Later. Well, I mean, but well, Marsha Gay Harden's character. She is Marsha Gay Harden is on it. Uh, of Academy course, Academy Award winner. Mm-hmm. She also guess guess who? What other show she's on? She is also is she on, on the, the morning, morning show. show yeah. <laughs> Which is modern day newsroom. Uh, we'll talk about the morning show some at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Rebecca Hall- uh, Halliday is, of course, a uh, a litigator with the law firm Lowell Tiller, uh, representing At- Atlantis World Media in a wrongful termination lawsuit brought against them by Jerry Dantana. We'll talk about him later. Uh (laughs) Um, And I feel like that's sort of what Tibbs is doing here. He's like uh, suing, he's suing the world for uh, the, for the Minnesota Timberwolves unfairly tainting his legacy. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sean, who are the Boston Celtics. You know, I I was thinking about this, and uh, I actually think it's Meadows' friend, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Young. Uh, it has a lot of potential, mm-hmm. but, like, squanders it for a while. Uh, like, not a good... Inf- like, a lot of bad influences. Hunter, like, is extremely bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, like, Meadows' best friend, and at one point she just encourages her to develop bulimia. Mm-hmm. In order to, to get away with more stuff. Uh, every time Hunter's around her, she's like wrecking the kitchen, wrecking her grandma's house. But also she's so young. Um, anyway, I feel like this is a team that could, much like Hunter on the show, disappear from the playoff picture for a couple of years, mm-hmm. too. I think the Boston Celtics are, of course, Allison Pill's character, Maggie <laughs> Jordan. Um, Maggie Jordan is who... Uh, Aaron Sorkin essentially sets up in the first season as kind of the lead of the show, uh, uh-huh. um, and then, and then slowly it? forgets her, and she's also, she's got a baby face. Let's be honest about Allison yeah. Pills. She looks like a child wearing adult people's clothes on this show. Um, she's a very fine actress. She's not good on this show. <laughs> and that's how I feel about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> a lot of... Children wearing adult people adult clothes on there. All right, the Philadelphia 76ers, Sean. <laughs> Who on the Sopranos are the Philadelphia 76ers? Oh man. God. Because there's like so much invested in them. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't like. I mean, they're almost like the Esplanade project itself. Mm-hmm. Uh but no, it's gotta be. I'm going to say this. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are Christopher Moltisanti. I know that's an excellent choice. Like, like self-destructive, kind of can't get along, anointed at an early age, Mm -hmm. can't get it together. uh, Like a lot of uh, almost died a couple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, just like a terrible self-destructive relationship with almost everyone that they come in contact with. Mm hmm. Uh, I think this is a real no-brainer on this one. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers are, of course, executive producer 
Don Kiefer, who uh, you might recognize from the uh, clip of telling the pilots that uh, they died on, <laughs> that uh, they killed Osama bin Laden. Uh-huh. Um, he's a huge smug asshole. He's mm-hmm. always yelling at everybody. He thinks he's smarter than everyone, and he's wrong most of the time. <laughs> yeah, he's does doesn't he produce uh, the indignant. other? He does. News show? Yes, he of course produces not Newsnight, but uh, I, what is it called? It is called Right Now with Elliot Hirsch, <laughs> which is like the Anderson Cooper show, or yes. I guess, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I mean, Ellie Hirsch is, of course, played by um, the sheriff da- from... Uh, David Harbour. Da- David Harbour, yeah. yeah. So I guess he's Anderson Cooper if Will McAvoy is Wolf Blitzer, I guess, I if that's Ooh. what we're... <laughs> Obviously, they're both supposed to be Keith Olbermann. And they're yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Sean, finally, who... On the Sopranos are the Brooklyn. I'm going to say this is Johnny Sack. Mm. Located in Brooklyn. And the reason is, um, if you know, Johnny Sack's wife is really into that um, very obscure form of Catholicism. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Mm -hmm. Nothing's more exciting. Jeannie Sacramani. Uh, the love of Johnny Sack's life. Basically, I think Johnny Sack is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and even though Kyrie Irving is kind of a problem, mm-hmm. he's like he is his ride or die for whatever reason. Opus Day, Opus Day is the uh, <laughs> movement inside the Catholic Church that is uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, and his philosophy, uh, yeah. the The idea is it's a it's it's an institution of the Catholic Church, and it's like everybody's everybody's uh, like like you have a secular priesthood in that, mm-hmm. and that just reminds me of uh, uh, Kyrie's. Uh, that anyway, James. They, by that, by that, uh, I would say that. Uh, that James Harden might be uh, a bit of a um, what's his name Phil Leotardo mm-hmm. figure. <laughs> like this is more you need you brought him in, but you weren't sure you wanted this much chaos. Uh to me, this one was also a no brainer. The Brooklyn Nets are, of course, uh, Mackenzie McHale, Emily Mortimer's character. <laughs> He's so clumsy. <laughs> love love interest to Will McAvoy. Uh, of course. Uh, but the actual quote-unquote smartest person on the show, she's like a combination of the... Th- well, Sorkin thinks she's a combination of the three characters people actually like on the West Wing to the point where she becomes not likable at all, even though she's played by Emily Mortimer, the only actor who's always likable on the show. <laughs> um... Uh, she knows best, she's funny, um, and she's actually in charge, and the Nets are going to win the championship, and that's why uh, I'm choosing her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Sean, we might not, yes. uh, look, we don't know a lot about basketball. No. Uh, 
we know about the newsroom and the Sopranos and Aristotle. But luckily, we know two people who do. Um, it's that time. They haven't been on in a long time. Uh, it's time for the Atlantic preview from Slammed Up uh, with Brett Slamson. This is Slammed Up with Brett Samson and Randy Ludu. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Welcome to the Atlantic Division edition of the Slammed Up Basketball Podcast, the only analytics podcast that is contained inside another NBA podcast. I'm your host, Brett Slamson, and with me, as often, is my co-host, Randy Ledoux. How are you doing, Randy? Oh, I'm doing great, Brett! I'm uh, here on my honeymoon with my wife, Sharice. We're doing the thing we've always wanted to do, which is uh, we're on the Darjeeling Limited, so mm-hmm. I'm sorry if it's a little loud. You know, that that's okay. It's uh, I'm, I'm happy that you have found... Uh, a partner. Now that that's that's not really enough uh, partners for a man like me, but I'm happy that you have found love with Sharice. Uh, and uh, I'm also glad that you are regularly podcasting during your honeymoon. You mm-hmm. have also you've used your uh, PTO up for the fiscal year already. So I'm glad that you'll be working uh, from uh, the Darjeeling Express. Uh, Randy, how yeah, was the we're wedding? Doing my dream. Just traveling through India like my heroes from the Darjeeling mm-hmm. Limited. Yeah, the you, movie. You, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, the 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 Wes Anderson film. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I as you know, Randy, I I spend most of my time breaking down game film because I I have a scouting background, and uh, I also believe that uh, movies are elaborate painted lies. Uh, fiction is just the same as falsehoods and uh I will truck with neither. Uh how 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 was the wedding for Sh- with Sharice? I'm I'm so sorry that I I couldn't attend. Uh I had a a a situation that I had to attend to at what? the Kabul airport and uh you know what I but but you know many happy returns uh of the day. It was a little awkward because um as if everyone knows, I asked you to be the ring bearer, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. when they asked for the rings, uh, they didn't show up because you didn't tell us you weren't coming. But that's okay. Yeah, it was. A we little had bit a of lovely a, time. Mm-hmm. There was a, a bit of a flexible uh, situation with some uh, Slamson Corp uh, investments that were made with a provisional government. Although I would like to say that I'm very happy. I want to congratulate you for your wedding, uh, Randy, but not as much as I would like to. Uh, congratulate the Taliban. So, uh, congratulations Excuse for me? taking control the 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 Taliban. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Sharia law uh, to begin. The 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 Taliban and uh, its allied militant groups uh, against the Islamic uh, Republic of the Tal of Afghanistan. I mean, I would say they're they're more a godless republic. Uh, but uh, you know the. The Islamic Emirate is there to stay, and uh, I'm I'm very excited 
to uh to be an investor with the Taliban. And Why? uh Well, you know, uh Randy, uh do you remember when I, I talked about the 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 code Sharia of uh the Samson Corp investments? Vaguely expand. Well, uh, as you know, Slamson Corp is uh, registered in uh, Bazarok, uh, one of the provincial capitals in Afghanistan. And uh, we were moving some money there because of a uh, situation in uh, both the Cayman Islands and uh, the Virgin Islands, uh, which uh, the opposite of me. Right, Randy? Those islands? And the opposite of me because I'm on my honeymoon. You are on your honeymoon. I finally now. lost it, baby, to a I... large... Well, she's normal size to you, but she's large to me. That's true. You're very, you are very small because of that. Uh, as new listeners may not realize, you, uh, in hopes of uh, shrinking my cap number, shrinking your own cap number, you ended up shrinking your entire body mm-hmm. uh, in a in in uh, the the experiment, as we call it. So, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that some of my own, uh, ghost soldiers are, are doing well and being paid. And, and again, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, both for missing the ceremony and, uh, for, uh, losing those rings. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you back. I promise. I hope so. Uh, Cherise is not happy with you. No, no, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's not, but you guys are going to be on that train for uh, a while, and uh, I can probably... Until we uh, find my birth mother. Oh, oh, that's, that, that's what the plan is about? Yeah. I didn't even realize you had a birth mother, Randy. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, everyone has a mother. I guess... I, I was guess human that, once. That's true, before the incident, mm-hmm. in the experiment. Well, uh, you know, good luck for that, but are you... I got. I got to say, Randy, uh, this this has been interesting, but it's 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 literally hurting me to talk about anything that is not NBA basketball right now. Well, uh, you're trying to recall Bob Myers. Well, I I I am that. I've been I've been pounding the pavement. I've been getting the signatures, and I'm trying to get the uh, state of California, the NBA Board of Governors, or just the uh, city government in uh, the newly incorporated Mission Rock. Uh, Subsidy inside the city of San Francisco, co-owned by, of course, the San Francisco Giants, uh, the Golden State Warriors, and uh, the Salesforce Corporation. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I have a little bit of real estate there. Uh, it's a currently a children's cancer ward, but I have some assurances that it will be uh, knocked down to make a very reasonable uh, condo. So, uh, Is there yeah, going to be a little tiny dollhouse inside that little tiny condo so I can get out of the uh, hellhole I live in in the East Bay? Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody's moving away from that. Uh, legitimately, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anything too cruel, but uh, a hellhole of a place. It is, mm-hmm. it's tremendous. So, uh, yeah, if you want to support the Bob Myers recall, you can, you can easily. Help out. Uh, you sign up today at recallbobmyers.com. If that's taken, go with the real recall420.com. But I think the first one is still available at godaddy.com. Uh, I, once again, I will say I regret dictating uh, that address to my personal assistant slash uh, backup mistress. Your backup mistress? Well, you what know. What happened I, to the first one? No, I mean, she's, she's, on the back burner. Okay. I mean, the, the first one still exists, but uh, I would never needs. have a mistress now that I'm a married man. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. Uh, and of course, as we say on the podcast all the time, uh, marriage is an antiquated institution uh, designed to tamp down the virility of the American male. So let's get right into it with this Atlantic division. Uh, we'll start with uh, the team that's got the highest projection, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, no. Yeah, what do you what do you think about this 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 group? The, I hate the... it. I hate it. The amount of luxury tax they're paying is a crime against it's... humanity. It's 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 honestly disgusting. Uh, I don't understand why Alibaba has not removed uh, Joe Sai uh, from there. Now now again, I'm not criticizing uh, the great government of China, and I'm hoping that they would like to also uh, you know participate in uh, some exciting uh, educational opportunities. Right now, uh, I have a chain of slammed up madrasas, uh, the Slams Corp uh, answer, and we will be indoctrinating a great young generation of uh, Afghani males and uh, we hope they're they're into it but yes uh, uh, it, it's disgusting the amount of luxury tax they're paying and uh, they they got rid of uh Landry Shamit mm -hmm. okay uh, an incredibly valuable player by all the advanced metrics mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, pace and arena adjusted offensive rating in second quarters he is incredible uh, way above the curb. Uh, his, they refused his... to pay Spencer Dinwiddie his uh, Ethereum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I heard, I heard he actually lost the password to his Bitcoin wallet, and he has been locked out. And so now that uh, that Bitcoin is, uh, in fact, gone for forever. Grabs. It's I up for grabs. It. So, okay. so yeah, you you got to hack it. You've got You really need to hack it. And uh, and then uh, I I you know once you mentioned hacking that, I feel like I have a a good idea to find. Uh, Maybe where those those rings were accidentally dropped uh, at that pawn shop. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm uh, Paul Millsap is on the team. What do you think of Paul Millsap, Randy? Too old. Get out of here, man. Yeah, way way old. Uh, I do Patty like Mills. His magic tricks, though. Mm -hmm. I met him once. You met Paul Millsap. Mm -hmm. And he used me as his assistant in a trick. Oh, what what was the trick? He grabbed me. He was like Nikola Jokic, which. Which hand is the tiny man in? And then when he pointed at his left hand, he pocketed me through his sleeve, and I ran all the way up his sleeve down his other sleeve into his right hand. Well, that's 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 a good trick. Uh, are you allowed to tell people that, Randy? Oh no! The, I broke the magician's code. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's move on. Millsap's gonna kill me. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I have a couple questions about this roster. Um, when Patty Mills's body uh, eventually gives out it during the season, happens, right? are they going to be able to bury him in Brooklyn, or do they need to ship his body back to his native Australia to be buried there? And my follow-up is, uh, will that count against uh, their luxury tax? Well, as you know, I have a background in law, and mm -hmm. it um, completely depends on what his estate wants. Oh, well. I mean, I guess that it's so that it's not even governed by the NBA CBA. No, and I'm, I, of course, you know what I want right now: mm -hmm. some estate Darjeeling tea wow. from this beautiful train ride I'm on. Well, I mean, it, it, following I mean, I... in the footsteps of my hero, Jason Schwartzman. Okay, well, uh, 
that that sounds very exciting. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about one of our new sponsors. Uh, well, okay, I'll just get into that right now. Uh, look, even the best free throw shooters in the NBA miss one out of every 10 shots. Even a hyper-intelligent computer like Slambev's proprietary Barbosa system misses on a defensive rating leader every three years. Uh, Barbosa, of course, stands for basketball analytics ratings better than other stupid assholes. And uh, even a phenomenally virile podcaster occasionally needs a little chemical assistance during a sexual marathon. But, huh, who wants to waste valuable time and valuable jaw muscle chewing testosterone gum just to get a boner? What are we in seventh grade here? <laughs> and who has time to wait for the effects to kick in? When you're serious about men's health and very serious about sexual pleasure, a minute can be the difference between a climax and a very slightly later climax. That's why when I first started to experience some softness in my eighth or ninth lovemaking session, I didn't get embarrassed. I got blue urethra. Now, blue urethra is different from the other male enhancement medication because of how it works. Randy, it's the only erectile aid that's administered directly through the urethra. And it expands as it makes its way up the urethral meatus. And by the time it nears the bladder, you're harder than AP calculus. Best of all, along with the massive dose of sildenafil and talbanafil, the process of inserting blue urethra itself raises your levels of adrenaline and increases your heart rate. It has been described as passing a kidney stone in reverse, but far hornier. Uh, as a disclaimer, do not use blue urethra if you've recently had a vasectomy. Do not use blue urethra in conjunction with any pumps or rings. And blue urethra is only legal for export from the Cayman Islands and select Indian reservations. Ask your doctor if Blue Reithra is right for you or ask one of Blue Reithra's paid doctors they have on retainer if you simply need a case shipped straight to you. And you can get 25% off that case with promo code KEEPYOURPOWDERWET. Uh, it's actually somewhat difficult to remember. We rarely talk about that on the never podcast. never talk about such a thing. Mm-hmm. Blue Reithra. It's the boner pill you shove in your penis through the pee hole. So thank you. Thank you, Blue Rethra. Randy, moving on, uh, let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. What uh, an, an interesting team, huh? Well, I mean, they were an analytics-oriented team uh, that that cruelly forced out Sam Hankey in a, in a palace coup uh, replaced by uh, Brian Colangelo, who squandered lots of draft capital. I did appreciate uh, his sartorial sense. And uh, you did a podcast with his wife at one point. I did do a, a podcast with his uh, Italian wife at one point. Uh, she's she's that a was very not at all me pretending to be an Italian woman. Nope, I was not catfished in uh, any particular way. Uh, I think the first thing we need to talk about with this team is, uh, of course, uh, the elephant in the room, the Australia. I would say the the wallaby in the room, <laughs> uh, Ben Simmons. So he is he is demanding a trade despite disgusting, disgusting How dare despite he? having four years on his contract. I mean, does does a does a barrel of oil demand a trade from British Petroleum, Randy? No. No. Does uh does an iPhone demand a trade from my pocket? Well, that one time. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a that was a serious malfunction. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, does, uh, I'm looking at those sites I told you not to look at. 
well, I mean, they, you know, they, they, sometimes you you get a fever for uh, some Ukrainian. Uh, Don't say it. I, I, I guess I won't say it. Uh, but also, uh, so that that's what it is. Your property does not get to argue with whom. And uh, as you know, on the Slammed Up podcast, we believe that uh, players can be reduced to their numerical value, whether it comes to statistics or finances, or uh, as we are working on at Slams Corp, a complete rendering of their DNA sequencing. Well, the problem is, though, is we do view them numerically. And the numbers don't add up to the contract, so the Sixers are also terrible. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. never should have opted. Sam Hinkie would have traded him to Maccabi Tel Aviv four years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we we did that when we did our uh you know our retroactive 2018 mm-hmm. mock mock offseason where we went and reviewed our retroactive 2018 mock offseason from 2020. Inspired by one of our heroes, Aaron Sorkin, and his work mm-hmm. on the newsroom. Yeah, he's he's uh, he, you know he's a, he's an alpha. That's what I like about him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, also a neolib, just like he, me. He knows how to write women. Is the mm-hmm. reason I like it. Uh, all right. So, uh, what Brady? G- give me a sample Ben Simmons trade that you would you would support. That I would support. I would trade him to Antarctica. For a single snowflake. Wow, for a for a single snowflake. That's uh that's pretty incredible. Uh I think I would okay, you've got to get the cap matching in there. So you've got to um okay, so what I would do is I would hack the uh NBA PA's database just looking for someone who had uh perhaps a pre-existing condition, something like maybe maybe a Huntington's disease or a hard to detect cancer, because you have to make the salary match, but ideally you would want someone that uh could die easily. Because uh a corpse goes off the books in just 18 months, and uh that does save you a good 30 months of that uh anchor of a contract. So um anybody and you can read all about that in our book. Uh, the conspiracy that Glenn Taylor killed Malik Seeley to get mm-hmm. off his contract off the book. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen it's the a true uh, crime uh, podcast we host as well as a book. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the telegrams, and uh, it's very interesting. So, um, Randy, what do you think the the Seventy Sixers will end up end up achieving this season? Mm, I think they should win between two and two hundred games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's good. Depending Keep a range on what they get there. back for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 very excited for uh, Andre Drummond to be there because uh, you know he's he's very big. And you hate uh, basketball. Well, and and I I believe that in an emergency, uh, you'd be able to get a good price for harvesting his uh, internal organs. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the Boston Celtics, um, and uh, we 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 we. I personally uh, do not understand uh, the mentality of a Brad Stevens. Uh, Randy, you understood him a little bit better uh, being a virgin uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. But now now do his moves seem more inexplicable now that you have uh, you have laid with woman? Um, no, I would say it makes sense because uh, as someone who worked for um, three of the Clinton campaigns, I also would add Ennis Cantor to my team. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a great guy, mm-hmm. great politics, mm-hmm. love talking to him. Yeah. Uh, he's wonderful. 
terrible basketball player though and overpaid. Yeah, exactly. I mean any any salary he receives, uh, you know, I mean, I believe there is a a a uh, a provision in the CBA where you get a rebate of any money that is paid to him from George Soros above mm-hmm. the designated amount. So that there could there could be a little bit of an arbitrage opportunity there. Uh they got rid of Kemba Walker, which I love, and then they added Al it? Horford, which I hate. Mm-hmm. But I do love the fact that they added Dennis Schroeder on a contract uh, that he should not have signed because mm-hmm. he uh, bet on himself and turned down life-changing money. And mm-hmm. guess what? Uh, your life changed, Dennis, and you are poor now. Mm-hmm. It changed. It changed for the worse. So. Uh, why don't you uh, head back to Germany with that uh, that dyed hair? He should he should actually uh, he should get a, a Bitcoin logo dyed into his hair because that's the only way he's going to recover that money. Uh, he Plus, he he's a he chose skateboarder, and you know how you hate skateboarders. Bro. I I have I have lobbied for a long time to make skateboarding a crime. I saw those T-shirts; they make me angry every time when people say that it is not. Uh, but also, the one thing I will enjoy. Uh, looking at is uh you know uh just just looking at Jason Tatum's medical records. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. There are so many telomeres uh there. He's still uh generating some cells. Uh, I heard he has uh, a baby tooth that has still not come all the way in. Uh, could lead to some teething, but that's that's very exciting. Uh, as you know, uh players are assets, but also uh, youth is is very the appealing. Greatest asset. It's the greatest asset. That there is uh, the it's the reverse of uh, having an old uh, having a having a friend with a fake ID. Uh, Jason Tatum has a real ID, which shows him to be younger than almost anyone else imaginable. What was and that's crazy why about him having a real ID is we don't have to get those until 2023, but he already has one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I uh, am not actually technically an American citizen, so those things uh, do not apply to me, uh, but they will apply uh, when I have my meeting with uh, the head of the Taliban, and I am looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to announcing our newest sponsor. Now, our newest sponsor here on Slammed Up is a multinational oil company you may know from the Iraq War from the Deepwater Horizon spill, and for a series of massive bribes delivered to the Nigerian government for decades to enable uh, environmental devastation. Yes, it's Halliburton, but it is not your father's Halliburton or even your former vice president's Halliburton, because this company is rebranding as Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, They have no affiliation with the Sacramento Kings Guard. Uh, Now, after some fines and uh, some unfounded controversy... Halliburton decided to take a page from Papa John's and make some leadership changes at the top by hiring an African-American celebrity. Uh, His name is Tyrese Gibson, and he is the new chairman of the board. Yes, this baby boy is getting some no-bid government contacts. No, Tyrese Halliburton of of Iowa State University is not at all employed by this company. Now, sure, Tyrese Halliburton is still releasing toxic clouds over American cities, and sure, they're behind any number of mysterious assassinations in oil-rich third-world countries, and sure, they built an artificial heart for Dick Cheney that runs on coal and emits more greenhouse gases than the entire nation of 
Luxembourg, but the face of the company is Roman from Fast and the Furious 2 and 5 through 9 now, so everything is different. And uh, I must legally restate, everything is also completely separate from the second-year player chosen 12th in the 2020 NBA draft. Now, if you sign up now on TyreseHalliburton.com, their new website, you too can win a trip to the Alpha Top pipeline on the Tigris River if you use promo code. The good Lord didn't see fit to put oil and gas only where there are democratically elected regimes friendly to the United States. Uh, that's easy to remember. We talk about that on the podcast all the time. I don't think we do. Tyrese Halliburton, we're the kings of the world. Legally, no actual or implied affiliation with the basketball player Tyrese Halliburton. So thank you, Tyrese Halliburton, but not Tyrese Halliburton. Let's talk about the Knicks, Brett. What do you think about the Knicks offseason? All right, let's do it. Uh, they, they added some guys. What I liked about the Knicks. Now, look, there are some old players. They re-signed Todd Gibson. Uh, mm-hmm. He should be down. Now, I hope uh, that James Dolan also invested in a crematorium. Uh, you could have that nearby to deal with the corpses of some of these older players. But what I did like is moving around assets for virtually no reason. Uh, they got they got Kemba Walker, I believe, was overpaid and too old. But I love that they got him for a cheap price, even though I believe he is uh, inherently worthless, mm-hmm. both as an asset, uh, a basketball player, and, and a, a person. human being. And a human oh. being, yes. Uh, in the same way, I feel like uh, locking in Derrick Rose is disgusting from a old perspective, from a moral perspective, but from an asset management perspective, uh, he could be he could be flipped for something else. This is essentially uh, the way that a successful slumlord like my good friend Jared Kushner uh, builds a fortune. Mm-hmm. Distressed assets, you hold on to them. Well, I, I like to think of myself as a slum sultan now, um, or whatever title that the good people of the new uh, Emirate of Afghanistan choose to give me. Again, I am flexible with my investments. I would just like to get uh, you know, a, a good 35, 35 kroner on the dollar. Uh, what do Randy, you feel about the, the Evan Fournier signing? Uh, you know, I I do think that it was an excessive amount of money. I did I did meet him uh, at a uh, hair treatment facility. Uh, I've 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 never been ashamed about going public about how I began balding at nine and a half years old, and uh, I've I've spent some good time with. Evan Fournier. Uh, now, while he is wildly overpaid, and if I were James Dolan, I would be secretly arranging a hitman after taking out a large life insurance policy, uh, ideally a double indemnity one. Uh, I do enjoy him as a person, and I hope uh, he has success in his uh, hair care journey. Uh, I got to say that me and uh, Jeremy Piven are both rooting for you, buddy. Jeremy now, Piven? Randy, did you get? Is that how you got mercury poisoning that one time? Uh yeah, I, that was also the reason I couldn't go to your wedding. I was mercury poisoned. Okay. Um, Randy, are the Knicks making the playoffs? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Right? Who cares? Why would they should tank? They're paying mm-hmm. Julius Randle too much money. They're paying Evan Fournier too much money. They got all these old guys. Mm-hmm. Like honestly. If I were running the Knicks, I would have dropped an A-bomb on MSG months ago. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that still might be possible considering, uh, you know, the leadership in Afghanistan is still figuring out uh, how they want to go forward. So now let's talk about the final team in the Atlantic division, division, the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Now, Randy, I have to say I am excited about all the things that uh, the Toronto Raptors have been up to. Even adding uh, Goran Dragic? Well, he's just he's just an asset. He's a he's a walking corpse with a salary cap number okay. attached to him, and they were able to get rid of uh, the the meat space corpse of Kyle Lowry uh, mm-hmm. and sent it south to where it where it might spoil easier. But uh, Randy, that was a move for Precious Achua, obviously. Mm-hmm. Of course, that was the heart of that trade. Let me let me read you let me read you some numbers here, mm-hmm. okay? Precious Achua, 9, 19, 99. All right? You know what those numbers are? What? It's his date of birth. Wow. Let me read you some other numbers. 3, 25, 86. Kyle Lowry. I don't like those numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I give you a number, though? Mm Mm-hmm. OG Ananobi, 24. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. One year right. away from death, dude. But it's still closer. I mean, right, I mean, they gained thirteen years in Precious Achua. It's what it's what it's what man has been searching for since the mid the Middle Ages. The apothecaries, uh, the people turning to 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 find the secret of life. When you Are can, you when saying you can, they went they to s- Tampa and found the fountain of youth? They found the fountain of youth. They stole thirteen years of life from the Miami Heat. It's incredible. Now, I love what this organization has done. They're moving cities. Uh, they're changing countries. They're using the state of Florida. They're, they're setting up what looks to be one of the greatest uh, sports money laundering operations of all time. Uh, and also, they chose the switchiest player in the draft. Yes, uh, Jalen Suggs. He was, he was talented in uh, college basketball. He seemed like he was a good replacement for Kyle Lowry, but uh, Scotty Barnes is definitely more switchy. The best quality that a player can have. Uh, also, per, on a personal note, uh, Jalen Suggs went to Gonzaga, which means he's been infected by the heresies of the Jesuits, whereas Scotty Barnes went to Villanova and he uh, received the teaching from the Augustinian Order. I don't know what any of that means. Well, when you are inducted into the Order of the Freemasons, and I, I promise that'll be happening any day now, uh, Randy, uh, it'll all make it a lot more years. sense. Of, well, you know, and, and you try dealing with the Knights Templar to the degree that I do. Well, all right. Know, so who do you have? Who do you have winning I've this? Said, de- I've said before. You get me in the Freemasons. I'll get you in the Clintons, and we'll rule the world. It's true. It's true. Well, we'll 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 talk about that on the uh, the next edition of the podcast. Randy, who do you have winning the Atlantic Division? Mm-hmm. And I will be picking uh, the Reaper himself, the the sweet sigh people. of death, walking through the cornfield, striking down all of the older people above age twenty seven who inhabit this this desolate uh, graveyard bound collection of teams. Did you say sigh of death? The sigh of death. Is that the guy who does Gundam style? Hmm. I guess uh, maybe he's on the train. I don't. I don't. I. Is is that uh, a sexual position? I I haven't heard of. We'll talk about it later. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's the Atlantic Division. Uh, Randy, enjoy your honeymoon and all the consummations therein. And uh, let's re- be in, in, in a minute. Let's return to uh, Sean and Joey. I know he's got the rings. I'll be there. I promise. Well, that was an especially weird one. Um, I don't. I don't understand. They don't even talk about basketball anymore. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I thought the Darjeeling Limited was not real. Apparently it is. He's looking for his birth mother, I guess, on his honeymoon. I don't I don't really understand how that works. Is it a... uh Sean, that's our episode. Is there yeah, anything still... you would like to plug? Um uh not really. I'm at the punchline a lot, but not any like particular time. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then as for me, you can always follow me on, at Frankie Muniz, where on October 1st, I tweeted, I ruptured my eardrum today. It happened because, well, I'm me. Like Malcolm, the world is against me. FML equals Frankie Muniz's life. It's not, it's not wrong. <laughs> um, Sean, did you write a song? I did write a song. Um, I wanted to have a division specific one, so I've been jumping around with again my quest to just rub it in uh, Sufjan's face. Sufjan's face. Sufjan Stevens' face. Uh, this one's about the city of New York, and the song is called "Ice, Ice, Ice, Ice" by the Crash Test Dummies and Sean Keen. Great. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's hope the Nets don't absolutely run away with everything and make this season super boring. Once there was this team who got hired by Chicago, but the GM was a fool and a win. They made the playoffs. Little dang. Had gone from the court to the ER. He said that it was from when the coach wrote him so hard. Wanna play video games till 5:30 and when it came to practice, he first a trade yelling at everybody. He couldn't quite explain it. His face was just so. Was an owner 
started a blues band Cause Glenn Fry gave him a boner and a win They played the guard in the crowd Threw stuff and spat on the arena floor They easily could explain if they thought the band sucked Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.